1: And right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right back. Simon in the handoff. Ken cuts to the left. First down and more. 30, 25, 20! 20.
2: Simon and on his way! Ken into the end zone! Touchdown Beavers!
1: And the streak is gonna end here tonight! Snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here. Sammy Strotter back to his 30-yard line, starts up the middle, gets to 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45-40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown!
0: Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver, and Director of Thermodynamic Lipid Immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beege. How in the heck are you doing, Beech? Billy,
1: I'm living the dream.
0: How, how's everything going up there at the old Twin Pines Winery?
1: Twin Pines Vineyard. You know, the, 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 the grapes are, are getting watered slowly, but surely. We had the eclipse today. Yes, that was, that was cool. So, that was pretty awesome. Went down to your house. Yeah. Things are going good on the, uh, the vineyard here. Uh, goal is that I'll have some... Uh, artificial grass in the front yard, hopefully before the end of the year, and maybe we will get started on my zipline. Really? Those are the goals. Those huh. are the goals.
0: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And some people think you're kidding, and you really are not.
1: I, You know, so many people think I'm full of crap, and then they actually see stuff, and they're like, you weren't full of crap at all. <laughs> Never am. When I'm full of crap, it's obvious.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> The purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk beaver sports football, tailgating, and to screw around a little bit each week. So Beach, today we're going to got a little bit of beaver sports news. Um, we're going to talk about, we're kind of going to do a pocket schedule and talk about what we think is going to happen for the season. Just kind of a quick looking at uh, at the season. Uh, we've got a Tommy Tiberville Jackass of the Week. To hand out, we will preview the Week One games because there are two Pac-12 games Week One. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Beavs game this week, and then uh, you're going to have a little Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a little Rosie Ruiz and a little update from Eugene too.
0: Oh yeah, we can do an update from Eugene.
1: Okay, fit me in there. I got a little bit. I, I don't have anything major from Eugene, but we've never talked about this. Okay. So.
0: Sounds good. I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can get in touch with us. Just email HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at HeinrichTailgater. And also check out HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. All right, Beech. So we just got a little bit of uh, Beaver Sports news. Uh, first up, women's soccer has begun.
1: <sighs> women's soccer.
0: Yeah. Uh, seniors Natalie Higgins and Emma Jones both found the net as Oregon State women's soccer team earned a 2-1 to victory over Seattle University Sunday evening. Now the Bees will return home this coming weekend for matchups with Missouri and Kansas.
1: And these are all preseason.
0: Um, it's it's out of conference games to start the season. So yes, this
1: uh, they they start early.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of schools already started around. Oh really? Yeah, I mean the the Oregon State and uh, Oregon kind of start late in September. A lot of schools. Have Already, started, already beginning. That, know, a, that's a just of, shocking of, to me. I know a lot of uh, um, schools, just you know, elementary and high schools, have already started in the Midwest back east.
1: Really, I always yeah. thought like uh, like a Labor Day was your uh, mm. was your starting point for all no. sports, even if school didn't start until later on in September.
0: Nope, that's out here. Wow. So. We
1: uh, we West Coasters do it different, huh?
0: Yep. Yep. All right, Beach. Uh, we have a little bit of men's basketball news now. The men's the Oregon State men's basketball team traveled to Spain last weekend. Excuse me, last week. Um, they were there playing a bunch of uh, games against teams in Spain. Um, each school is allowed to do it once every four or five years. Oregon State was scheduled to go last year, but they have so many injuries, they decided to postpone it till this year. Now, several teams were also over there doing similar trips, including teams from Clemson, Arizona, and Tulane. Well, last weekend, while they were there, a van plowed into a crowded pedestrian rockway right outside the Beaver Hotel, killing 13 and injuring 100 others as the team was gathered in the lobby for a team dinner that night. Now, Coach Tinkle issued a, Crazy. Twitter, yeah, Coach Tinkle issued a Twitter statement saying the team was okay and, and everyone was accounted for. Him. Now, the beeves have decided they did cancel the game they were supposed to have the next day in Barcelona, but they've decided they're going to remain there in Spain through August 25th. And um, I believe all the teams there canceled at least one game. Some went home early. Now, um, Oregon State opened up um, its Spain trip with a 114 14 to 70 win over Cabanado Valencia Valenciano on Saturday. Uh, Trace Tinkle posted a double-double with 20 points, 10 rebounds, while Stephen Thompson Jr. and Ethan Thompson each scored 18. Now, uh, then just last night, Oregon State used a balanced offensive attack and moved to 2-0 on its Spain trip. After a 91-47 win over Multio Topicas Baza at the Pabellón Municipal de Deportes on Monday. It's another pro team there in, in Spain. So, anyway, so it's good. It's good team building. I, you know, obviously wish the tragedy didn't happen that they had to be a part of. But, um, well, we'll. Hope you, can, you, know, can, you, you
1: just think, what are the, the odds that it's going to happen when the Beavers are out, you know, one of the few times they, they travel overseas?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So they were supposed to be there through the 25th anyway, so they're just staying there and finishing up staying. the rest of the games? Correct, correct. Okay.
0: Um, They're playing in different towns around Spain. Um, the first one was going to be in Barcelona, but that game was canceled. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, oh Beach. Is it, yeah. It, it, I think the... Mothballs and cobwebs are falling off the old teletype machine.
1: Son of a gun, Billy, it is, it is. Hold on, it's it's getting jammed. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Damn it all the hell <laughs> It did get jammed, didn't it? It did. Oh crap! <laughs> okay. Uh, so, we're gonna fake this one, Billy.
0: You hear that a lot, don't you? I,
1: I unfortunately they don't even talk to me. <laughs> it's just like Karina. Karina goes. Uh, my the gal at work. She she she's at the uh, copy machine and she looks at me. She goes, "Are you done yet?" <laughs> I'm like. I hear that so often. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So here's the thing that we haven't talked about. Wait, wait. Is this just in? This is just in. This is just in.
0: From Eugene. You don't hear that very often either, do you? No, <laughs>
2: Is it in? Is it in?
1: <laughs> okay. Is it in and are you done yet? <laughs> okay. So, what's up, B? Have you seen my shower at home? It's an awesome shower. Ah, Not a quality
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying over here.
1: Okay, I think this might be a little dated. Mm-hmm. Eugene, new Oregon football coach Willie Taggart's five-year contract where 16 million was approved Friday morning by the university board of trustees. I don't know what Friday morning this was. We haven't had a podcast in quite some time.
2: Yeah.
0: Must have been jammed in there for months.
2: <laughs> 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 that happens.
1: Oh, it happens from time to time. Um, uh, the trustees executive... An audit committee met by phone and unanimously approved the contract for Taggart, 40, who signed a binding agreement late Tuesday and was introduced Thursday in Eugene. The contract runs through January 2022. Taggart will earn $2.9 million in his first season, with his base salary increasing by $150,000 per year until he makes $3.5 million in the fifth season. Incentives include an extra $100,000 for winning the Pac-12 North and 150000 for a conference title. He will receive a membership at the Downtown Athletic Club and Eugene Country Club and the use of two, not one, two courtesy cars, among other perks that come standard with U of O coaching contracts. U of O would owe Taggart 60% of his remaining guaranteed salary if it fires him without cause. If Taggart were to leave for another job before January 31st, 2018, wow, that's quick. He would, yeah, he would owe U of O $3 million. That amount declines by $500,000 with each following year.
0: Mm, well, that's pretty good because he would, yeah, basically now, give up his first sure salary.
1: Yeah, his contract at South Florida was for $9 million over five years. He, uh, he made $1.7 million his last season. Um, Mark Helfrich was in the second year of a five-year $17.5 million contract when he got fired on November
2: 29th.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, what else? Uh, Individual awards Taggart being named Pac-12 Coach of the Year Would be worth a $25,000 bonus Being named National Coach of the Year By the Associated Press or Walter Camp Would be worth an additional $50,000 The South Florida buyout The contract states that Oregon will pay uh, Will pay buyout owed directly to current employer Not to exceed $1.7 million So Oregon had to pay to get him here and uh, Duck Swag Tiger will receive a reasonable amount of apparel equipment and shoes you know this coming from a guy I don't know I mean, he's, look
0: at his overall record. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. 40. What do we got? 40, he's 40 and 45 overall. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, last year he was 10 and 2 at South Florida. Um, he'd gone 2 and 10, 4 and 8, 8 and 5, 10 and 2 at South Florida. But, <clears throat> I don't know what they were before that.
1: One of the other things that I read about him. Is they said his real talent is recruiting mostly out of Florida.
0: Yes, and he's got a, and, lot, of high, a lot of But they high, said what high value recruits he's got already. Um, uh, said they're coming there. You know? I always say okay. it's different. You actually have to get them there, but you know.
1: Yeah, but it's. I think it's going to be definitely more difficult to get a guy in Florida to come to Oregon.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit easier now than it used to be. You think so? Oh yeah.
1: But we don't have the climate. We don't have the atmosphere. We don't have the entertainment. Um, all you really have is the name and the facilities. And a lot of cute cheerleaders to walk you around in uh, orientation day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and weed. Dude. We have weed. But I But uh, is this still is it still against the NCAA rules to be on the on the ganj? Isn't it?
0: Uh, yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> Whether it's uh, legal in the state you're in or not is You cannot do it in the uh, NCAA
1: Okay, cool, good to know So anyway, there you go, there is the update from Eugene So What is the thing with Oregon And their fan- uh, their fanaticism With people named Willie That's what I would like to know
0: there's bringing up some stuff A lot of people don't know what you're talking about, Eugene.
1: If they listened to the last few years of uh, 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 illegal participation, they would.
0: There you go. But not okay. Do, so.
1: Yeah, those few out there, you know, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know who. It- <laughs>
0: there you go. <clears throat> All <clears throat> right, beach. That was a rambling update from Eugene, but okay. Well,
1: you know, like I said, we're gonna we're not gonna over-prepare today. We're going to underprepare and see how it turns out.
0: <laughs> All right, Beej. So now is the time we'd normally go under for the review for uh, the week in the Pac-12. But there hasn't been a week played in the Pac-12 yet. So we're going to do what I call the pocket schedule. All right? We're going to look at the schedule for the season and just right off the top of your head looking at it, how you think the Beavers are going to do. Okay? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to run through it with you. And mm -hmm. you just tell me, just look at it. Right now, how do you think the beeves are going to do? And we'll see what you think, what your prediction is for for the beeves this. Are season. Are we going
1: game to game or overall season?
0: We're just going, we're going game to game. So just first game, second game, all the way. Okay,
1: through. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with the gut.
0: Yep, go with your gut. That's pocket schedule, okay. just gut feeling. Okay, Beach. First right. up, Saturday, September second. Oops, that's not right. First up is Saturday, August twenty sixth at Colorado State. Win. Okay, so you gotta win. Saturday, September 2nd, home against Portland State. Win. Saturday, September 9th, home against Minnesota. Loss. Saturday, September 16th, at Washington State. Win. Okay, then they have a week off. Then S- Saturday, September 30th, home against Washington. Loss. Saturday, October seventh at USC. When? Really? You think we're mm-hmm. gonna get that win, that elusive win at USC?
1: I think we're gonna kick them in the nuts.
0: Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Next up, Saturday, October fourteenth, home against Colorado. When? Oh, you've got them at five and two already. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, they've got a week off, and then they've got a Thursday night game home against Stanford. When? Saturday, November 4th, at Cal. Win. Saturday, November 11th, at Arizona. Loss. Saturday, November 18th, home against Arizona State. Win. Saturday, November 25th, at Oregon. Overtime win. So you've got him at 9-3.
1: That's my guess.
0: There you go. Okay, now we're going to do it with me. I'm going to give you mine, okay? I have not thought about this. Get. Okay, so Saturday, September 26th, at Colorado State, I'm going win. Saturday, mm-hmm. September 2nd, home against Portland State, win. Saturday, September 9th, home against Minnesota, win. Saturday, September 16th, at Washington State, win. Because they have a one to pick up because they blew that game last year. Saturday, September 30th, home against Washington, loss. Saturday, October 7th, at USC, loss. Saturday, October 4th, <clears throat> home against Colorado, win. Thursday, October 26th, home against Stanford, loss. Saturday, November 4th, at Cal, win. Saturday, November 11th, at Arizona, win. Saturday, November 18th, home against Arizona State, win. Saturday, November 25th, at Oregon, win. So I've got them 9-3 and three also. See? Yeah. I have them I have them about fourth in the Pac-12. I think gonna
1: number, <clears throat> I think we're going to be number uh, I think we're going to be number number 2 in the north.
0: I have us 3 in the north. Behind Washington. I have us
1: 2 in the north. I see us behind Washington. I have
0: us Washington Stanford. Anyways, all right. I I, was think, just Stan- I think Stanford's
1: got I think Stanford's going to get an injury, injury early and going to be out for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, well they've got a lot to replace without uh McCaffrey. So everyone has stuff to replace. Washington has some big-time receivers and DBs to replace. So it'll be interesting to see. I just want to see the beef stay healthy. They were not able to do that very well at the beginning of the season last year. I just want to see them stay healthy and see how things progress. All right, Beach. so let's look at the starting polls in the uh, in the nation. This is where the Pac-12 sits in the polls. So the preseason polls. In the AP poll, USC comes in at number four, Washington at eight, Stanford at 14, Washington State at 24, and then Utah, Oregon, Colorado, and USC, all in the others receiving votes category.
1: How can Oregon be receiving votes when they don't even... Just the way it works. Yeah.
0: Just the way it works. Now, the USA Today coaches poll, USC comes in at four. Washington at 7, Stanford at 14, Utah at 25, Washington State, Colorado, Oregon, Arizona, and UCLA, all in the others receiving votes category. And also Colorado State came out with one, one vote in that one also.
1: Colorado State
0: did? Yes. Colorado State's actually picked to do pretty well in the uh, Mountain West Conference. Wow. Alrighty, Beach. Well, it is now time for the Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award.
2: What do you think I look like? A jackass? You sure do.
0: <laughs> now, every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, a leadership, or just being a fan. Now, Beach, this one kind of goes out to a bunch of different parties in this whole situation. Do you know what's going on at the universe or at uh, with? Uh, University of Mississippi and, and Ole Miss and everything that's going on down there?
1: No, have no clue what's going on.
0: Okay, it, 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 it's a mess down there. So there's one coach, I can't remember which coach it was, got fired. And he's suing. And in the lawsuit for that one, they've gone and looked at the new coach's phone records. And that coach at Ole Miss is Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. And he got, they noticed some phone numbers. They looked them up, and they belonged to an escort service. So he was calling an escort service with his university-issued phone. Now he, mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze was actually the coach. Have you ever seen um, the, the Blind Side? The, the uh, Michael Ower?
1: No, did not see that.
0: Okay. Well, Hugh Freeze was actually Michael Ower's coach in high school. And he's gone on to coach Ole Miss. So he got caught up in this other coach's lawsuit. Ole Miss ended up firing Hugh Freeze for using his university-issued cell phone to call escort services. Now it's come out that former Ole Miss head coach Hugh Freeze had at least 200 phone conversations with former Ole Miss booster Lee Harris from 2015 through 2017. Now, Per a reporter at at USA Today, those calls are of interest due to the fact that the booster Harris is part of an NCAA investigation into Ole Miss and the alleged granting of improper benefits to recruits. Now, Hugh Freeze resigned in July after it was discovered that he had placed phone calls to an escort service on a university-issued phone, but now Freeze's attorney... Um, told the USA Today that Freeze and Harris met at church and became friends but never discussed the NCAA case because that he can't do that. He's not allowed to. Mm-hmm. He's under, like, a gag order. Now, yeah. in July, Old Fish officially released the names of the boosters linked to the notices of allegations it received from the NCAA, and Harris's name was on it. Now, Harris owns a restaurant called Funky's, and it's alleged that he provided between $200 and $600 worth of free food and drinks to student athletes. And it's um, <clears throat> also it's been alleged that um, Ole Miss recruiting target linebacker Leo Lewis, who went on to join Mississippi State, said Harris, who's the Ole Miss booster, gave the recruit Leo Lewis and his family free food and drinks, as well as two or three cash payments of between $100 and $200 during visits to Funkies. Wow. Now, Freeze has not been named as a person of interest in the Level 1 violation against Harris, but he's also been charged with failure to monitor. And, and, and really, uh, we're, we're going to throw Freeze in here. We're going to throw Ole Miss. We're going to throw Harris. We're going to throw everybody in here for this jackass of the week ward but really to me this is is more than this stat than, than just this <clears throat> little bit of football to me this is just people in general who constantly have to try and rig the system exactly right? they're constantly trying to cheat
1: um, the rules are so simple exactly <clears throat> and you know what the intent of the rules are you know what you're supposed well, to do well, it's Chris, not like it's it's not like there was a gray area.
0: Well, and, and just last uh, last week, I believe Chris Sims, who is the son of Giants quarterback Phil Sims, Chris Sims played football at the University of Texas before he went to the NFL. He claimed that he got hundred dollar handshakes while he was at the University of Texas, meaning that he a booster would come up, shake his hand, mm-hmm. he'd close his he close his fist after they were done, and then he'd have money in there. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah, it happened all the time. I, I did it. I took it. It's, it is what it is. You're not going to stop it. And this is the problem. Everybody's always trying to game the system. And it, I'm just tired of it. Mm-hmm. It just pisses me off. The rules are the rules. Follow the rules. If we didn't have all these damn people trying to break the rules, we wouldn't need half the freaking rules.
1: Exactly. Because they
0: got to put more and more rules in place because these a-holes keep trying to, to circumvent them. And I'm just tired of it. Mm-hmm. So for Hugh Freeze, um, Leo Lewis, Harris, University of uh, Mississippi, Old Miss itself, everybody involved in this, and just crappy people in general, this week's Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week Award is for you. Anyways, I just, yeah, it just pisses me off. I'm tired of it. Tired of people trying to cheat, especially when said, we've got you a know, school to the south of us that constantly likes to blur the lines.
1: Exactly. So, And, that, and that's what – it. well, we didn't understand. Well, no, the rules are pretty simple. You know what the intent of the rules was. Even if there wasn't it spelled out for you, you should be smart enough. Yep. Remember that one smart-ass comment from that one Duck fan where we made a comment, most of the NCAA rules that have come out in the last few years have been because of what the Ducks have done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, and you're welcome. Without yeah. us, you wouldn't know what the rules are. It's no. Like,
0: no. Without you trying to flaunt the rules, so they wouldn't have to keep making new ones. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways. All right, be Well, it's time for our musical interlude of the week. And you know what? We never chose what our theme was going to be this year. No, we, we,
1: went, we went to hell last year.
0: Yeah, well, what do you want to do this year?
1: I was thinking about this earlier this week. I thought, you know, should we – I was thinking maybe do something with colors. We could do like anything with black and orange in the title. Ooh. Um. Or I was thinking we could go to the opposite and go to heaven. Ah, oh, uh, let's do heaven. Or there. we or or we could do songs with drug references because <laughs> I really like that Lakeshore Drive song that's on the uh, Gardens of Galaxy Two soundtrack. Well, or
0: you can just pick whatever you want. Okay. You, do you want to pick this one? Uh, oh
1: golly! If I had to pick one, I, I'd actually pick Lakeshore Drive.
0: Okay. So so be can we do that one. Song. Sure.
1: Um, hold on just a sec. You caught me, um, you caught me unprepared. See, I told you I was unprepared for this one. Um, okay, so the song, uh, Uh, god bless Wikipedia. Okay, Lakeshore Drive is a song written by Skip Haynes of the Chicago based rock group Aliota Haynes Jeremiah. Initially recorded on August 7th, 1970 and released on their 1971 album of the same name, the song is a homage to the famed Lakefront Highway in Chicago. Despite the fact that LSD had long been an abbreviation for the drive, many people thought the song referred to the hallucinogenic drug lysergic acid diethyl, diethylamide. I don't know, I'm not a drug yeah, user. Um, yeah, didn't didn't, didn't didn't know I was just called it LSD. Numerous fans of the song and residents of Chicago believe the song paints an accurate musical picture of living and driving in downtown Chicago. Um, uh, let's see. Despite the fact that composer Skip Haynes maintains that the song is not about LSD, the line, Just slipping On By LSD, Friday Night Trouble Bound, has been construed as a double entendre of both driving on Lakeshore Drive and tripping on the drug. Other references include the lines, pretty blue, pretty blue lights along the way, helping you ride right on by, which some think refer to the blue lights of the Chicago Police Department squad cars that patrol Lake Shore Drive. However, Lake Shore Drive was set up to have reversible lanes in the early years. As such, blue lighting helped depict the raised lane barriers when they were activated. The lighting was removed when the reversible lanes were removed. Rats on up to riches, denoted driving from south side to the north side. Composer Skip Haynes says, I was a north sider, so I usually was running south on LSD looking for a good time. Other lyrics in the song illustrate the physical features of the road and its surroundings. It starts up north from Hollywood, refers to West Hollywood Avenue, which running eastbound becomes Lakeshore Drive, and a ten minute drive from the Gold Coast back makes you sure you're pleasure bound, refers to the Gold Coast, a strip of closing hotels, university campuses, and office buildings along the drive. Concrete mountains rearing up, throwing shadows just about five, refers to Chicago's downtown skyscrapers casting their shadows across the drive as the sun sets in late afternoon yeah so so so. anyway don't mean to bore you i just the the song if you guys listen i hope you guys listen to it it's a good song it it's just great driving music it's one of those ones if you're on a road trip you just want to play it about five times through
0: and if you've seen guardians of the galaxy volume two it's featured very early in the movie right Yes, it is Mm -hmm. all right so here is lakeshore drive
2: Take you up or down From rats on up to riches Fifteen minutes you can fly Pretty blue lights along the way Help you ride right on by And the blue lights shining with the heavenly grace Help you ride right on by We'll <laughs> Riding on Lakeshore Drive And there ain't no road just like it Anywhere I've found We're Running south on Lakeshore Drive Heading into town Just slipping on my own LSD Riding that trouble bound night, and you're looking clean. Too early to start the rounds. A ten-minute ride from the Gold Coast back makes you show your pleasure bound. And it's four o'clock in the morning, and all the people have gone away. Just you and your mind at Lakeshore Drive, and tomorrow is another day. And the sun shines fine in the morning time. Tomorrow is another day. Just like it, anywhere i found Running south on Lakeshore Drive getting into town Just snaking on my own LSD Fighting that trouble bound
0: hope everybody enjoyed that it's a great song beach thank you thank you so all right i will pick next week and i don't think we should have a theme we're just gonna pick whatever the heck we want sound
1: good sounds great
0: all right so beach it is now to preview week number one in the pac 12 now uh this week where there's only two pac 12 games now oregon state originally was not supposed to have a game this early but um, Colorado State is opening their brand-new football stadium, and they wanted to move up the Oregon State game so that they opened up with a more high-profile pro- opponent than they were originally intended. So they went from opening up next week to actually being the first game of the college football season now, and it basically gives Oregon State another bye week in in uh, September.
1: So Which isn't a bad thing, really. no.
0: no, no. All right, Beach. So there's two games. First game up is Oregon State at Colorado State. Who do you got, Beach?
1: I'm taking the beeves on this one, Billy.
0: Beach is going OSU. So I uh, already got a text from Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. And um, he said, first game in Colorado State's new football stadium. I'm sure Beach has prepared for the show, <laughs> not, or perhaps already delivered." some sort of slightly misogynistic Hyman-tearing reference for his pick. I will be there to see the beeves to their first win of the season. So Kyle's taking you, And he was completely wrong on that thing. You were not prepared, and you haven't no. given any slightly misogynistic or, you know, sophomoric, I would say, Hyman-tearing I mean, I, reference. I, I,
1: I feel like all these years that Kyle and I have been doing this, like he doesn't even know me. <laughs>
0: You used to say I was pretty. <laughs> all right. So we're all taking the beeves on that one.
1: Now, now Kyle's got tickets for this game, doesn't he? Yes,
0: he's going. Um, Actually, saw his wife yeah, Monica messaged me to try and help her get tickets because she said they were so expensive. And I'm like, I, you know, I tried looking around. I couldn't find anything. So I, I think she ended up buying some, a pair. I, I don't know what she ended up paying. I don't know what the original price was on
1: are they? I don't mean to sound stupid. I don't know enough about Colorado State. Um, so it's a new stadium. Is it a big stadium? And Let's do see, they have a very
0: popular football team? We'll go over that. Um, the team's okay, but um, it is a sold-out game. Okay. Yeah. So it is. It is. It is.
1: Uh, and it's not. It's not like an Oregon Ducks sold-out game where they give tickets to handicapped children in foreign countries at all,
0: right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, So the other Pac-12 game for week number one is Stanford at Rice.
1: I like rice, especially chicken fried rice. Maybe some Shanghai pot stickers, Shanghai, Ooh. you know, some Shanghai soup dumplings.
0: I did enjoy the Shanghai soup dumplings when we were in Shanghai. Those were good. What are you gonna take?
1: Oh, I'm gonna take Stanford on this one.
0: Kyle, too, said, I predict a win for Stanford, and I'm also taking Stanford. So, straight up, straight down this week with our picks.
1: You know what I like about Stanford is that damned uh, Indian uh, the Indian flatbread that they serve in the stadium there.
0: Those are good. And the garlic fries.
1: Exactly. It's a great stadium for food. I know. Yeah. We should go back there again
0: someday. They, they play down there this year. Oh.
1: Maybe we'll have to take a quick road trip.
0: There you go. You can
1: make that crap, what, about 10 hours?
0: Yeah. Yeah, listen. Maybe
1: we should plan for that. That'd be fun.
0: All right, Beach. Um, it let's now talk a little bit about Colorado State, since the bees have never played Colorado State before, at least while we've been doing the podcast. So Colorado State University, Beach, mm-hmm. it is a land-grant institution founded in 1870, which was actually six years before Colorado was an actual state.
1: Wow. And so they had a they they had, Colorado State existed before Colorado State existed. Well, is no. that what you're
0: saying? When it was founded, it was actually Colorado Agricultural College. Okay. And it was in the Colorado Territory, and the first freshman freshman class uh, uh, enrolled in 1879. Now Colorado State is located in Fort Collins, Colorado, which has a population of about 142,000, and it's the base of the Front Range of the Rocky Mountains. Now, and I believe it's 65 miles north of, of Denver, I believe. If I'm wrong on that, Greg will correct me, but I I believe it's 65 miles north. 65 miles outside of Denver. I think it's north. Um, now, here's an interesting piece of trivia for you, Beach. Okay. What, what is the connection between Fort Collins, Colorado and Disneyland?
1: I have no idea, Billy. Really? I'm 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 trying to think of what what in Colorado would bring a connection to Disneyland. And I'm I'm drawing a blank. Is there an animator that came out of Fort Collins? Yeah, so Voice of Goofy.
0: No. So Fort Collins, Colorado. So when Walt was designing Disneyland, what is Main Street a depiction of?
1: uh well it's supposed to be a depiction of like a midwestern
0: walt's hometown of Marceline, missouri yeah right? Marceline, missouri. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what walt had in his mind to inspire him to build main street usa but he went to harper goff who was an art director and said i want you to you know come up with some inspiration for a main street usa about a small midwestern town do you know where harper goff was from beach
1: um, I guess it's Fort Collins, uh, main uh, Fort Collins. Fort
0: Collins, Colorado. That's exactly right. And so, if you look at a lot of the architecture on Disneyland's Main Street, it is taken directly from Fort Collins, Colorado.
1: Right. Yep. The main building there looks a lot like the Emporium.
0: Exactly. Holy cow! Yep. Yep. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Anyways, a little bit of Disney trivia thrown in there. Now, um, in 1935, Colorado Agricultural College uh, became the Colorado State College of Agricultural and Mechanic Arts, or Colorado A and M for short. You there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. Then, in 1957, the Colorado General Assembly approved the new name as Colorado State University. So similar how to how um, Oregon Agricultural College became. Uh, Oregon State College and then Oregon State University. Now, uh, the main campus is 583 acres, and that includes a 101 acre vet teaching hospital.
1: Wow, it's a big, uh, big vet teaching hospital. They deal with cows.
0: Um, I think they deal with uh, all sorts of uh, vet, all sorts of animals. Now,
1: goats. Al-
0: now, also not included in that main campus, there's a 438 acre foothills campus which um, has a atmospheric science... 438
1: of, or 1,438? 1, sorry, 1,438
0: Foothills Campus, which is where the atmospheric sciences um, research is located. And then there's a 1,177-acre 1, Pingree Park Mountain Campus, which is, what are which is all part of the main um, Fort Collins campus, but they're, like, outside of Fort Collins itself. Okay. Now, there's also a secondary um, satellite campus for... Colorado State, which is actually in Pueblo. Kind of like Oregon State has a uh, Cascades campus in the Bend area. Yeah. Colorado yeah. State has a campus in Pueblo, Colorado. And I always love Pueblo, Colorado because that's where you get like all your pamphlets on anything you know from the federal government.
1: You remember that yeah. Girl? Yeah. Yeah, but send, send us.
0: Yeah, you get your stuff from the... Pueblo, Colorado.
1: Yeah, well, that was McGruff, wasn't that? You, this crime—what was McGruff? What, what the hell was he?
0: He was well. McGruff was the crime dog. But if you ever needed information from the federal government, you always had to write to Pueblo, Colorado.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know why it's all in Pueblo, but <clears throat> all right, Beach. So now the official school colors are green and gold. And do you know the nickname of Colorado State University?
1: Uh, the nickname—the like what, the
0: Rams? Correct. I would hope so because. I've been posting that for a hundred and some odd days on Hines football, Oregon State football fact of the day. So now over the years, Colorado State University has had a few different mascots. In the early 1900s, there was a black bear that served as the mascot until he was replaced by Peanuts, the bulldog in 1912. Then after Peanuts' death, Glenn Morris and a lump of Colorado State University donated a different bulldog named Gallant Defender to the university. Now, the first ram to be a mascot for Colorado State University was Buck, and he was introduced in 1946.
1: They it just was, switched? Yeah. Just like that, they switched?
0: Yeah. Well, back in the early, you know, I mean, it was kind of like Oregon didn't have a, a, well, Oregon State didn't have a mascot for a long time. They were the Aggies, they were this, they were that, and then they started calling them the Beavers after the name of the yearbook. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, um, It was during a basketball game halftime contest that Cam the Ram became the name of the beloved mascot Cam. Now, do you know where the name Cam comes from? Um, I do
1: just because I read it on your little thingy here, but go ahead and tell me, Billy. Surprise me. Okay,
0: so Cam, C-A-M, Cam the Ram, is a name that makes an acronym out of the former university title of Colorado Agricultural and Mechanical College. So, C-A-M. Now, Cam runs at the beginning and at halftime during home football games, kind of like the Buffalo at Colorado games. Okay. Now, currently there are eight Ram handlers that take care of Cam the Ram. And Colorado State University became known as the Rams on May first, 1957. So it took a while, but, yeah, they became the Rams.
1: So, So from 1946 to 1957, they didn't have an official one, but they just had Rams running around randomly.
0: Exactly. And it makes sense because there's – You know, Rocky Mountain uh, Bighorn Sheep and stuff. No, Bighorn Sheep and stuff up there.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Now, Colorado State competes in the Mountain West Conference. Okay. And they're actually supposed to do very well in that conference this year. Now, the other thing I looked up, there's a few notable alums um, of Colorado State. John Amos.
1: Who's John Amos, Billy?
0: So he was the father on Good Times. Oh, he was also the father um, that owned McDougal's in Coming to America.
1: Yeah, he left. Uh, didn't he get? He got. He left uh, Good Times because he got pissed off at J.J. Walker,
0: didn't he? Yeah, well, he got pissed off that it was becoming like the J.J. Walker show, and he went yeah. to play in Roots.
1: And they killed him off with a heart attack, didn't they? Yep, yeah,
0: they killed his character off. Now, yeah. also alums of that of uh, that school are Keith Carradine, part of the Carradine uh, acting dynasty. Okay. His little brother is Robert Carradine, who was in Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. Um, Joey Porter is a linebacker for the Steelers. All right. And also Leslie Jones, who was uh, a, she's a member of Saturday Night Live. She was also um, in the reboot of Ghostbusters.
1: Okay. I never saw the reboot. I heard it was so. I and heard it wasn't very good. It's
0: okay. It's hard to catch the magic of that first one.
1: I, always, I didn't realize it was gonna be a remake I thought it was gonna be like the uh, like another sequel
0: yeah like they and, were kind of handing off the torch to him
1: exactly I would have rather seen that than yeah. than just rewrite because the original one was just perfect the way it was
0: yeah I agree but uh, she was patty in uh in ghostbusters so Beach, the new stadium they're opening up it's actually called Sunny Lubbock Field at Colorado State Stadium um and somebody donated money so that'll is what'll be named Sonny Lubbock was a uh coached there for a number of years. Okay. Um, and, had, and they probably had their best success at, at Colorado State under Sonny Lubbock. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the stadium seats 41,000. The other thing I found out is that New, Beg- New Belgium Brewing Company, which they are the brewers of Fat Tire Amber. Yeah. Have heard of that beer? So yeah, no, they, no,
1: very familiar with Fat Tire.
0: So they're an iconic local Fort Collins brewery. They donated $4.3 million to put its name and its product on the party deck of the North End Zone. So I'm wondering wow. if that is going to be similar to what Oregon State has in their End Zone. Wow. You know that deck? But yeah. Are we,
1: are we are we signing off names on it like that?
0: Oregon State does not sign off names because they rotate beers through there. They've got different okay. breweries and different wineries bringing their stuff. In. But uh, it looks like at, at Colorado State it's just going to be one. So, anyways, just found that interesting. Hopefully, Kyle will write back next week and let us know how the stadium was and any any thoughts he has of it.
1: Cool. Yeah, Kyle, that's your that's your homework for the week.
0: Yeah, let us know. All right, Beach. It is now time. Any,
1: any any notable munchies too?
0: Oh yeah, any good food? Yeah, I, I didn't do a lot of looking, so.
1: Let okay. What else we got, day. Billy?
0: All right, Beach. Well, it is now time for the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors. She's just a girl! She's a ball
1: She's a ball Okay, again, kind of faking this one today. This was an interesting one, and we're taking it to Colorado. But not Colorado State, but Colorado the Buff- Buffaloes. Oh, really? Have you ever heard of it? Yeah! In 1990, the Colorado Buffaloes were pitted against the Missouri Tigers and trailed late in the game. Um, On their final drive, the Buff—you know this game—number five. It's number five.
0: Five.
1: The Buffaloes mar- Yes, the mar- the Buffaloes marched down inside the Tigers' five yard line. After a fourth down run attempt failed, the ball should have gone to the Tigers. However, the Buffaloes quickly lined up, snapped the ball, and scored the win—the game-winning touchdown. Later, it was revealed that the down card was never flipped while the officials discussed whether the Buffaloes had scored on the previous play. The game is now called the fifth down game for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that that goes back to kind of what your um, your uh, Tommy Tuberville was is you know what the frickin' rules are. You knew it was the fifth down. That's just chicken shit right there.
0: Yeah. Well, and well, what's the what's the you what, can't what? tell me that those players
1: weren't keeping tracks of the downs, the coaches weren't keeping tracks of the downs, and where was the other coach or, or why didn't they stop the thing? I mean, yeah. why would the pitch officials even of blow fit. the whistle?
0: Yeah, pitch of yeah. fit. Pitch of yeah. fit. Yeah. Well, they didn't so have, it, they didn't have replay back, back then. But how does the the ump how does the referee because if you look, they usually have something they put over their fingers mm-hmm. they kind of move it each down so they know what down they're on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You'll see it. There's usually like a kind of like a, a band, and they move it on their hand to signify what down they're on. So how do you not know that? Now the biggest travesty of that whole thing, Beach Uh huh. How did uh, Colorado do in 1991? Didn't they go to the national championship? Go to the national championship?
1: Did they win the national championship?
0: Why yes, Beach They won the national championship.
1: Wasn't that under New Heisel?
0: Um, I don't believe so. No, I don't think. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, oh, what's that coach's name? Um, uh, it is. Oh God, I'm blanking on his name. It's, it's Bill uh, McCartney. Bill McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't win the national championship that year. It was. Was it ninety-one or ninety? Uh.
1: Hold on here. I just got, I think that was uh, in 1990.
0: Yeah. they, they won, I'm pretty sure they won the national championship that Yeah. AP national champion. 11 1 1. 7 0 in the Big Eight.
1: Wow. Yep. Wow. Against Notre Dame.
0: Yep, they won in, in, against Notre Dame. Yeah. After a fifth down. Isn't that a great way? I mean, at that point, that, there's nothing you could do, but yeah.
1: What a bunch of crap, though. Mhm. Mhm. Already, beach. Hold on. Well, yeah, it even you know it's funny. <laughs> Can I say? So I'm on Wikipedia here, and I'm looking at the record, right? Mm-hmm. And it says um, they won against Tennessee, Stanford. Uh, they lost, or no, tied Tennessee, won Stanford, lost Illinois, uh, beat Texas, beat Washington. And then it says at Missouri, and in uh, under the site, it says Faroe Field, Columbia, Missouri, and then in parentheses it says, quote, quote, the fifth down.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it's kind of like their asterisk on everything. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they still go home with the uh, the trophy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Orange Bowl was the site of the championship that year, evidently, or they, they were – Given what, did the, It was just given back then in 1990, the AP just gave out who they thought the best team was? Correct. Okay. So probably yeah, a lot there, of money there transferred. Was no, there was
0: no, there and was no playoffs or anything.
1: Corruption and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: <laughs> anyway, speech. Well, anything else to add tonight?
1: I got nothing. I think and, I
0: faked this one pretty well. Kind of, kind of a quick show. We're a little out of practice because mm-hmm. we haven't done this in a few I'm, months. And well, there's, there's not a lot to talk about. Most sports haven't started yet. Football hasn't really started yet, so but we get some we get some football to watch this weekend on TV. Sweet. And this weekend we are celebrating the 40th. I'm calling it reunion of Woodstocks. So we're having employees from the 40 years Woodstocks has been open come back and uh, come in and, and and visit and have pizza.
1: Do you have employee numbers, Billy? Does every employee uh, get assigned a number? Yes. So how many numbers are you up to? How many employees have walked through the doors of Woodstock? Well,
0: the problem is when I st- – they didn't have it early on. I um, uh-huh. started it before I got there. Um, my original number was 103. Okay. But then at one point they, we when we moved, everything got condensed down. So I became employee 013. Okay. Um, now, the, the, those numbers are different than the numbers that the office uses. Um, I don't, I don't deal with those on payroll. Um, but okay. I'm 013. We're up in the 900s now. Wow. And that doesn't count my 100 or so employees that we had on campus in nine years.
1: So you, you've gone through over a thousand people. Yep. That you've worked with there. Yes. Are you are you like me? Like unless you've been here for like two years, I really could care less about you.
0: You know. <laughs> I used to really worry about remembering everyone's name and knowing who everybody was. I don't care anymore. (laughs) I always tell new people, there's a couple ways I'm going to know your name, right? You're either going to be really good. You're either really, really awesome. You're going to be really, really good and impress me. You're going to be really crappy and piss me off. Or, you know, I'm never going to know who you are. Because you because just, don't, just don't in the really, middle and you, you don't really do anything. So I said you know. Yeah. yeah. So don't be in those latter two groups. Basically.
1: <laughs> Impress me and I'll remember yeah, your name.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, we have people that come in and are like, Oh Bill, I worked with you like six years ago for like two months and I'm like, I don't know who the hell they are. And I'm always like, Hey, how are you doing? You? You <laughs> how are you doing, you?
1: So, I, I always love the ones where people are like. You gave me a, you gave me a ride home one time. I give a lot of people a ride home. Yeah. I don't remember you. I
0: don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. It's no Ooh. offense.
1: Holy cow! I'm looking at a picture of. Uh, oh, what is this? It almost looks fake. Um, it looks like a picture of a Fort Collins Main Street. It's yeah. right at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you said it is, but. If this thing picture is genuine, what a beautiful setting. Yeah. Oh, dang. Look at that. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. We should go back there someday, take All a right. road trip, just for fun.
0: Well, and that's what I we said. Should. It looks like Disneyland.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and than there's no Matterhorn. It's just the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. Harper go who is immortalized at Disneyland in Adventureland for giving his window says he gives banjo lessons. So anyways, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number number 91 of the liquid participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgater gmail.com, Twitter at HeinrichTailgater, and HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. do you Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review if you can. You can also listen to the internet, and the Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Beach, it's good to get going Billy! It's good to get going. Yes, there. I agree. So uh, next week, show number 92, hopefully we'll be a little more prepared when we need to go. Mm-hmm. Sounds good? No, maybe a, maybe a little bit more prepared, not a lot. Okay, and until then, let's get a great big Go beans. I forgot to plug in my microphone. There, is that better?
1: Uh, you sound a little hollow. Don't sound near as clear as you used to be. That better? Keep talking. There's That's a better. lot better.
0: It's because I hey.
1: just
0: plugged in my microphone. I was sitting here waiting for you, and I didn't have my microphone plugged in. Okay. Okay, so hold on here. Can you see me?
1: Um, I'm not uh, looking at it. Oh, hold on. see there. something over there. Hold on. There you are.
0: I was going to show you. Omaha, what the hell is that? It was a thing for Omaha that they handed out. Oh, cool. I've got one for you. Awesome. In a cheap little frame, but I figured you'd hang it out in your garage.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm just going to kind of fake it. You know, I was watching this thing on um, Stuart Smalley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can do badly because you overprepare. So I'm going to underprepare for this one. See how that one works.
0: All right, we'll see how that works for you. All right. Oh,
1: this
0: is going to be season six. I'm going to retype that. Season we've been six. doing this
1: shit for six years. Yep. We it's should have good. done one a couple – we need to do one a couple months ago. I feel bad that we've let our fans down like this.
0: I know, I know. Trust me, I get texts I mean, about it.
1: I mean, I know. They love me.
0: Sure. All right, you ready to do this?
1: I'm ready, Billy. Let's do this shiz. I'd like to be acknowledged as the former Congressional Candidate for <laughs> District 1 in the U.S.
0: Okay. That, that already happened. We talked what? about that on one of the shows.
1: Oh, I, I lost, didn't I? Yeah. Before the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd still like to be introduced as that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you can just call me Beach. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay.